Hello, everyone. For the second time in our fucking stupid history of this stupid show, we had to miss a week. Here's why. My grandfather died because he found out Dylan was straight and he died from the shock of it all. Randolph Chumbawamba Hastings died at the ripe old age of 85, smoking uh, the whole time. And you know what? He, uh, The cowboy himself, John Hastings Jr. You're a junior now. I am. I'm Eric Watts Jr. <laughs> the Arrow Watts of his family, John Hastings, and the Bill Watts. The your grandfather's tombstone said, uh, "Don't bury me on my stomach, otherwise the queers will look at my booty." That was his tombstone, right? It was his tombstone, but it's not what he wanted on there. I just insisted that's what they inscribed. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Family, come watch. John, why are you doing this? Shut up, Grandma. <laughs> Everyone grieves differently. Yeah, your grandma's still alive, so whatever. Yeah, of course. My family's fucking healthy, unlike the fucking gots who just put butter on bananas. Oh, I want no, they to don't. be salty and sweet. That's your family. No, my family all uh, keep everything in so we die of strokes. <laughs> That's how you do it, baby. Answering a, some Mr. Magoo type members, things. Family members on my side that clearly were like, Today's the day the tumor starts growing, eh, bud? Like, it's just like, not gonna think about it, not gonna talk. Let's sit silent. Mm-hmm. What kind of catering they have of that? A lot of sandwiches that as soon as everyone yeah. left the reception, my grandmother threw out because she was concerned the mayonnaise would have gone bad. Like, literally, okay. <laughs> threw out hundreds of dollars worth of sandwiches. And they were all delicious. We're talking, like, white people finger foods, right? Like, we're talking egg salad. Tuna salad, chicken salad. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're talking those, and we're talking Canada. So only in Canada do they have these weird circular sandwiches. Do you know what I'm talking yep. about? Oh, yeah. I know, baby. The only person I've ever seen make those that wasn't a caterer, which was my other grandmother on my mom's side, would just make those and keep them in the fridge. That's good stuff. Just in case, just in case there was a sudden, a s- sudden group of grieving people that walk in, you're like, here's some finger sandwiches. <laughs> they were literally there just in case of guests. Which people... That was the, that woman was the only person I know that I would come back from school when I was four and there would just be relatives in the house that no one knew was coming. Also, to sidetrack here, I got a note from a long-time listener and uh, you're not, you guys are not uh, hearing incorrectly. I fucking vape now. Oh so yeah. So you'll hear some you'll hear some ingestion of nicotine as this podcast goes. John is on since we've started this podcast you're on your what you've you've started smoking in for the like fourth time? Oh, who knows. <laughs> you got to get on the vape, bra. You're in LA now. It's okay to vape. Cuz here's what I've done it and here's what the vape does for me before we talk about Bill Watts. Actually, it's very similar to Bill Watts really. Because the vape, I'm just like, this is good. But you know what's better than vaping? Actual smoking. In the same way that Bill Watts is like, I have a black friend. I respect black people. But you know what's better than having one black friend? Hating all black people. Back to being racist. Bill Watts is probably defended exclusively by people who, on Reddit, who vape. Who are just like antagonistic just because they're like, I just like to see people upset. Also, it's the only time anyone talks to me. <laughs> <laughs> no one would talk to me because they want to. They do it because they're angry. It's I have to make them angry before they noticed me. 
<laughs> it's not that I don't think the Jews are people, but when I say that, I make friends. <laughs> Yelling at me means you may, you're my friend. Yeah. Reddit is my girlfriend. So it's good because now we can use, I think, less slurs than the first time. Oh, I disagree. Because we're talking about okay. the University of Oklahoma's very own William F. Watts Jr., also known Just as looking the ca- at- also known as yeah. the Cowboy Bill Watts. Now, for those of you uninitiated, the Cowboy Bill Watts for the uh, helped shape the modern era of wrestling by um, uh, basically calling every wrestler you loved in the Attitude Era a giant pussy. Um, also, in his 50s, he didn't like working at the WWF so much, he took a shit somewhere that's not the toilet in the condo and then drove the rental car back to Oklahoma and who's the only person that thought that was funny? Of course, it was Jim Cornette. Now, let's talk about <laughs> this racist man. For those of you that don't know, Bill Watts, giant fucking racist. We will get to that in the third part of this fantastic tale. And not like... So, what, what's become nomenclature for being racist now... Nomenclature, is that the proper use of the word? Probably not. What's it actually, become, I, what, let me throw this out there. Dylan, it was. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I win. Hard, well, like, hard what's bit. become... In in vogue for saying someone's racist is essentially saying, like, uh, let's put politics aside here, but like a a trigger word, you know what I mean? You call someone a slur, and then that means you're a racist. Bill Watts is old school in that he will not use the slur, but he will describe what the slur means, not understanding that so much worse. (laughs) To put it in, uh, to give Dylan an example for what he's saying. So, should we pop fiction this and just start at the letter? Let's pulp fiction it because we did the lo- we did it completely chrono- chronologically last time. I love it. Let's pulp fiction it, baby. Because all right, shotgun being Samuel Jackson, you're fucking John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you misunderstood. The- <laughs> I just meant start at the end. You know what I mean? What's a royale with cheese? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Sorry. By instead of doing Bill Watts, we're just gonna say stuff from Pulp Fiction. You remember? Yeah. Hey, uh, get, uh, Tony Rakaha, this, give a fucker a foot massage. Anyway, sorry. That That's the best looking fucking burger in the history of goddamn film, though. That burger he eats, the Kahlua burger. Oof. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. And also, like, the, the drink he has, the way he drinks that. That Samuel Jackson is the best actor for his, like, drinking drink acting and his, like, writing on pencil acting because he drinks that soda. Yeah. And you're like, fuck me. That looks like a good, nice soda. All right. <laughs> also, when they when they eat the burgers at not, when I legitimately is a real thought that had to me. Uh, wh- I had no sorrow for them killing those guys because when they walked in and they were eating burgers at like nine a.m., I was like, these guys are fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> you went, you left your house at nine a.m. to get burgers, like you wasted getting up early. Make breakfast, man. Have some oatmeal. Maybe some bacon. Get some protein in there. Here's what I thought. This is Dylan Gott talking. They'd been up all night worried that they were going to show up, that they were eating cold burgers from the night before. No, they had like fresh burgers. Well, now I realize they were fresh burgers. That is a loop closed (laughs) in the weird world. genre. All right. So this is the letter. Now, we're not reading the letter. We're not reading the letter that got Bill Watts in trouble. We're going to read the excerpts from the letter where after he was fired by WCW, uh, this is a letter that he wrote to Hank Aaron. Okay, a couple of things. He got fired from WCW because he is a racist person who is stuck in the 50s when black people couldn't be in your town after sundown. 
Hank Aaron yeah. is a noted black man who was extremely good at baseball and rose through the ranks of Turner Broadcasting to be a high-ranking executive. And I got news for you. I think Hank Aaron could really fucking um, uh, live the rest of his life without having to deal with fucking backwoods pieces of shit like Bill Watts. Really what it is. It's fine if I do it. I don't know any better. And then the entire letter is just him going, I have black friends. I made Ron Simmons the champion. No, let's, and but let's go through it. Let's go through it because it's it's fantastic. All right, so it starts, dear Hank. You know that he had to scratch uh, scratch that out, and the first thing it was, dear dear person who isn't a person. <laughs> yeah, his wife was like, Bill, don't call him that immediately. Yeah. Let him reel him in, and then fucking pull the fucking rug out from under him. Dear conveyance for cocoa butter, it's me, adult Bill Watts. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> um so uh can you read the first paragraph? I certainly can. Mr. Bill Shaw made me aware of a call you received from Mark Madden, a writer for a Pittsburgh newspaper and also for an insider wrestling newsletter published by Wade Keller. Bracket. Madden's editorials in the newsletter are, in my opinion, often very personal, beyond the bounds of journalistic integrity, and probably on occasions the libel and uh, slander status. All right. I love the fact that the uh, Bill Watts first first paragraph in, he's imagining Hank Aaron sitting down with a cup of Joe and being like, "You know what? I do read the dirt sheets, <laughs> and I often don't agree with Mark Madden's take." I'm more of a Meltzer guy. Like, what the fuck? You t- this is a Hank Aaron. He's not. I like is he also clearly doesn't know what an editorial is. These editorials are often opinions. That's what an editorial is. An editorial That's is so the funny. opinion of the editor. This. All right. So uh, this oxygen often contains air. So great. Uh, I was unaware of his call, uh, his call to you, or his accusations, and I had already resigned for my own reasons from World Championship Wrestling prior to Bill Shaw's revelation of this accusation. So it had nothing to do with my departure from TBS. I'm sure I had, uh, I'm sure I had already not resigned. Sorry, I'm sure had I not already resigned, I was a quote-unquote corporate liability. It was my understanding. Here's how you know that he did not resign. Uh, before it was outed that he... By the way, this letter was written in response in an interview he gave that was found by Mark Mayden. He defended someone who didn't let black people eat in his restaurant because, according to Bill That's, Watts, yeah. um, it's your restaurant, so you can let black people eat there or not. And then he used the F word, not the fuck one, a lot in his description of who he could hire for his wrestling company. Now, keep in mind, Hank Aaron is the head of TBS Sports. Everything that goes on in WCW passes over his desk. He would know if the chief executive of WCW resigned. So the fact that he had to be like, oh, I resigned before you fired me is the great. The fact that you wrote down the like, he basically wrote down in the politest ways, you can't fire me. I already quit. But he did it weeks later. Oh, just so you know, you firing me doesn't count. Double stamps. He's no erases. Yeah. I mean, as we're going to get like some of my some of my favorite stuff about Bill Watts is his early before wrestling stuff where this guy was a born pro wrestler because he just flat out lies. He loves so it. much. He's so he's like a he's like the fucking uh, uncle in Napoleon Dynamite. He's like I could throw that goddamn football over this mountain. I just choose not to. I could have been in the NFL, but I was too big and strong. That's the reason they gave me. Bill Watts Bill Watts lies as much as Donald Trump accuses Hillary Clinton of lying. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Is my understanding 
They used an article written by one of these insider wrestling sheets some two years ago, taken from an interview with me, because of a small portion uh, of it in its context and perception by some would label me an avowed racist, thereby becoming an embarrassment to TBS and to you considering your stand on the Marge shot issue. Also, Bill, Hank Aaron is black. <laughs> I'm sure you're only offended by this because of the Marge Shot thing. Now, Marge Shot, uh, for those who don't know, was the owner of the Cincinnati Reds and basically loved her ass some Hitler. Love and, and so, like, just like yeah. literally just N word, N word, look at these N words. Mm hmm. Yeah, Donald Sterling before Donald Sterling. If you don't know who Donald Sterling was, he was the owner of the L.A. Clippers and basically would take, he would hire prostitutes and take them into the Clippers locker room and be like, look at these men I own. And then they would be like, "I'm, we're going to lose this game and the next 70 intentionally because you're a piece of shit. I got to say this, about, but hey, they tried to take his ownership stake away and he fucking weathered that storm. That was the best fucking like, every judge involved in that case was like, Listen, if there was a law that being an asshole meant you couldn't have an NBA team, yeah, we'd take it away. But his place is ironclad. Well, they just rubbed him out. Like, they were like, we just won't play the season. And then he sold it for... It's so crazy. That's, but that's that's what being wealthy is, right? They rubbed him out of the NBA. Donald Sterling's not in the NBA. They forced him to become a guy with an extra $2 billion fucking dollars. Like, he didn't... Give it's not like he sold the team dollars. for $100 million. Uh, $2 billion, goddamn. Anyway, I, ha- I also feel we have crossed... Uh, the Rubicon as to what is now politically correct to think or say versus freedom of speech in America. I want to present my uh, position to you. So if you thought, why can't I say it in tw- your, why can't I say it? People in 2018 were weird. Bill Watts is doing this shit in 1992. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that's what it's like. Hey, freedom of speech has gone too far. If I see two men holding hands, I should be allowed to light them on fire. That's yeah. not speech, Bill. No, that fire is speech. Also, Hank Aaron is a baseball. It was a former baseball player who now works in sports. Don't go like you know Marge Shot. She's another racist. And also Terrifying. The crossing the Rubicon thing is just so like. What are you talking about? Politically incorrect. You literally said if it's my business, I shouldn't have to have black people. Oh, it's fucking ridiculous. That article was in possession of TV, uh, TBS executives prior to my hiring in WCW, and I had already responded to that very allegation prior to being hired. Basically, he's saying you guys already knew that, so it shouldn't be a big deal that you found out. What's funny is I thought that he quit, so why does any of this matter? Oh, because he didn't quit. He's a lying piece of shit. Yeah. He's just annoyed. He no- Yeah. My track record in the wrestling business has been the most pro- pro-black of any promoter owner in the history of this business. Not true. Legit exclamation mark. At this point, let me regress. I was raised in a non-ethnic environment in Oklahoma. I attended all white schools, not by design. There were no blacks, Hispanics, Orientals living in our area. (laughs) (laughs) He wrote Orientals, not me. Um, At the University of Oklahoma, the first black athlete to break the barrier was there when I was. Prenton's gaunt and is a credit to the human race. Wallace Johnson was the second black player, and I considered him a friend also. Prentons went to a distinguished football career and became commissioner in the Big Eight. He wrote of his experiences at OU and our racist attitudes. <laughs> Which is so funny to be like, and he wrote about how racist I was, even though I was his friend. I, I was shocked of his opinions, as we all respected and supported him. But that was my perspective. And I realized that from his perspective, we were so naively so, and some... 
some naively so and some purposefully. Prior to attending OU on a recruiting trip to New Orleans and the Sugar Bowl, I got into an altercation on a streetcar with whites because I sat in the backs with the black with uh sorry, sat with the blacks in the back. 1957 Sugar Bowl. This paragraph Another right there is the most damning thing because it's like yeah. I one time fought a white person because I was talking to a black guy. That's how fucking not racist I am. So what we're going to do is uh, skim over some of the stuff where he basically goes, Boba Wazil was my friend and Art Thomas was my friend. Thunderbolt and Patterson Thunderbolt was my Patterson friend. Was, Ernie and Ernie was my Land. Friend. My top box office attraction uh, was the Junkyard Dog. Um, Ernie Ladd was my booker. Um, of course, he then yeah. makes it goes. That's the equivalent of him being an NFL coach. Uh, he made Ron Simmons the first black champion. He made. Oh, this is my favorite part of the entire letter. Brenda Smith is our office manager. That's so funny. Here's my favorite thing. This is my favorite thing. My position is controversial, admittedly so, but could also be more truthful. I believe all people are racists. If you don't believe that, attend the next riot and see how the sides are drawn. However, I believe uh, through sports, education, understanding, compassion, or faith in God have different tolerance or acceptance levels. I accept people as they accept me or for their ability. <laughs> Everybody's a racist. Hear me come monkeys. Not everyone is a racist. I'm not a racist. Dylan is a racist. That's the difference. I believe in human beings all being one organized community. Dylan refers to them as Orientals and then the ones I don't like and white people. That's his three groups. That's not true. Yeah, I'm more like Bill Watts. So Bill Watts says, hey, you misunderstood me. That's the whole tone of this letter. And then he literally in the next paragraph says, I believe in free enterprise. If a person can start a business and discriminate and be successful in the business, that's free enterprise. <laughs> Ideally, free enterprise should not support such success. I believe that if you own your own business, accept no tax dollars to support, that you should be able to be free to run it any way you see fit that's legal. I believe that you should be able to discriminate against homosexuals, filth, dress, or race if you desire. To me, the Japanese are truly the biggest racists invading the U.S., and we as a nation condone that. <laughs> Hopefully, this is fucked up. I, I forgot how fucked up this guy was. Keep in mind, again, I have to keep coming back to this. He's writing this to a guy that he, in his head, claims that he resigned from before they found out about this article. So there is no reason to be sending this be unless you literally think in your demented, egotistical brain that you are getting one over on an executive who still has a job while you're wearing double denim and cheating on your wife in Oklahoma while being fat and a piece of shit. Like, you have to understand the level of sociopathy that this guy is exhibiting. And yeah. we're talking about yeah. as a wrestler. He is trying to prove himself, I'm not racist to a black person by showing him how racist I am. This guy sucks. That's a very good point right off the hop is bill watts full fucking sociopath uh my favorite idea is that he bill watts somewhere in the back of his head thinks that hank aaron's gonna call tbs it's 2 p.m old people watching the tv maybe some ads it's 92 maybe some ads for devry you know you gotta get off your ass get a job Frank, uh, hank aaron calls a meeting it's on tbs and he goes you know what i Made a mistake when I fired Bill Watts. I don't like the Japanese either, Bill. <laughs> yeah. And then him and Bill Watts 
beat the living shit out of a Japanese person live on TV. They order a pizza from a place, the guy shows up, <laughs> they beat the living shit out of him, and that's how Bill Watts gets his job back. Written in that man's blood. That's what he... Like... Why would Hank Aaron hire you back? Hello, roster of WCW. My name is Hank Aaron. I just wanted to let you know that Bill Watts is being reinstated and his policies will stand. Ron Simmons, get the fuck out. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's so funny. It's so funny to say you're not racist and then just talk about large groups of people as if they think as one person. Of course. Also, by the way, as soon as I, and I stand with Teddy Long on all matters. For example, what is marriage like? You just have a lot of sex. Um, <laughs> God, that man rules. God, he fucking rules. Also, when asked about Bill Watts, if Bill Watts is a racist, he doesn't even tell a story. He just goes, yeah, everyone <laughs> else. Like Ric Flair, all of those people, he tells a story. For him, he literally just says yes. Like, imagine this This letter is so long. Here's another, here's another highlight. We'll just get to highlights now because uh, as to my statement about Roots... That's right, he's going after the TV series Roots. In that era, slavery was very common. To me, Roots' presentation was skewed to make the U.S. feel guilty as a country. I do not believe we are guilty, as it accepted worldwide. Our country was divided over the issue. Our country addressed the issue as no other country fought an internal civil war. We should be acclaimed for that. I feel the series should also have shown that not all slaves were trapped or taken by force. In many instances, their own chiefs sold them into slavery for trinkets or trade goods. Slavery in Africa continued long after the U.S. Uh, discontinued it. Roots did help bring together and present black history to solidify black, black pride, an important process. So, <laughs> Roots was bullshit. I'm not racist. <laughs> I got, this guy's logic is awesome. This is this is the best one. We can stop here, actually, because it's more racism, but this is probably the most damning statement I've ever seen. Hey, I just want to point out, though, by the way, that this guy's solution to racism is um, pl they should have played football. Can you read the next paragraph? I accidentally pressed a button and went to the top of the article, so I'm literally just coming back to it, but I'll find it no in one worries. second. Let me find it. It's very important that you read. We sh we could both read this at the same time. Do, what, what's we'll the do word this over Skype now. Now, yeah, now I want I to go one now step further. Now I want further. to go one step further. Bracket and more controversial. Right there, if I'm Hank Aaron, right there, all I'm thinking is, oh, good, I get to cry at my desk again. There's no way Re Hank Aaron read past like the Japanese. If he got to the Japanese part, I'd be shocked. I guarantee Hank Aaron read this entire letter, and someone got yelled at in a in a collateral damage esque incident based on how angry he was about this letter. Yeah, what do you fucking re? What do you fucking pre read shit? <laughs> I'm just reading from weird racists now. Yeah, I guarantee that. Yeah, his secretary, probably the same black office manager that uh, Bill Watts mentioned, got this crumpled up and thrown at the back of her head. What the actual <laughs> fuck are you doing, Brenda? Okay, this is this is a big closer. I don't know. This is really good. Oh, and by the way, once we read this, I want you to know that this isn't how he ends the letter. It goes on for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven more paragraphs. One more of these paragraphs we're going to read before taking a break because it's my favorite way of getting out of saying anything racist ever. All right, let's go on with this. Now, this is the first thing. Now, I want to go one step further, bracket, and more controversial bracket. Right here, if I'm Hank Aaron, I'm, I'm crumpling. Slavery is, is um, abominable. abominable. But God works in mysterious ways. Israel was enslaved by Egypt for 400 years to survive a famine. 
To me, the greatest benefit to the black race was being in America, bracket, not how they got here, but that they got here, bracket. Through this process and struggle, blacks got educated and integrated and have been able to uh, be a significant part of America and have been able to help blacks worldwide. Aren't you happy you guys were slaves? Because without being slaves, the best thing you would never have been in America. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus fucking Christ! The best thing that what's he's implying? Black people needed white people because on your own you're dumb. Um, no, he's not implying that. He's saying. He's that. saying. He then goes on for six more. So paragraphs. long. It's basically saying the same thing, and in the very second to last paragraph. This is how he closes. This is the best fucking... This is the most Bill Watts sociopath bullshit fucking... I'm, I can't be wrong because I'm Bill shit in the world. I'm part Cherokee Indian <laughs> and proud Jesus of it. Jesus fucking Christ. The Indians have been and continue to be discriminated, murdered, and enslaved in Canada and parts of the U.S. We are more racially discriminated against than the blacks. Visit one of our, uh, our reservations. They were here before the ghettos. I can't be racist because I'm an Indian. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I'm going to go out on a limb. No, you're not, Bill. No, you're not, you fat piece of shit. Show me your fucking genetic. Uh, show me your family tree. Hey, Bill Watts. Hey, anyone listening to this, tweet at Bill Watts. Email Bill Watts. Hey, Bill Watts, my name is John Hastings. Find me on the fucking internet. If you show me your fucking family ancestry.com fucking proof that you are genetically a Cherokee Indian, and I'm not talking one-eighth, you fat fuck, one-fourth or more, I will give you $1,000. $1,000. And that's a lot of money. That's a realistic amount of money. Yeah, I will give you $1,000. But guess what? You won't fucking do it because you're a fat racist sociopath and you're wrong. You're fucking wrong. Now go back and vote for Donald Trump, you everything that's wrong with America. Fuck. I hope you get hit by a truck. Oh, and by the way, it wasn't fucking God's fault you cheated on your wife all those times. It was your fault, you fucking sociopath. Take a blind man's business and blame it on the fact he's a racist when you're running around saying, oh, I got one black friend. I hope you, guess what? I hope you fu your fucking dick ends up looking like Jim Ross's face after he fell on the concrete, you dumb fuck. Oh, I fucking hate Bill Watts. I want him to drown in jello. I want to pull his hair and watch him slip on the fucking steps. Oh, he's such a piece of shit. Oh, I know. I'm not racist. I'm not racist. I better send a letter. I better send a letter and let them know that they're wrong because they have pea brains. Not me, though. I'm a, Epic I'm a smart man. I'm a smart man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we're going to go to a break now because well, what, uh, what the hell is she going to do? And then we're going to talk about uh, Bill Watts's formative years where he where he lied a bunch about uh i mean these are not i'm reading these and calling bullshit essentially i i believe these to all be lies about his childhood after the break hey dylan have you ever thought about giving us money because we fucking do a good fucking job for these fucking ungrateful fans they're all pieces of shit every fucking week we take time to research this show then forget most of it and talk about who would like to come on? Yeah. And by, I think that deserves money. And by we, we mean a guy we've met a few times. And he needs money because I keep promising to pay him. But then I say, no, haven't earned it. Why? <laughs> yeah. I spend the money on candy and hummus. Separately. I, I don't I don't dip the candy in hummus. That would be a Old taste. Snickers sensation. bar hummus. Hastings over here needs money. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. 
or rate and subscribe on iTunes or do both. And here's another one. Fucking shut the fuck up, buddy. Yeah. Right now, are you talking? Are you talking? Are you talking to me? Where are you listening on? Were you doing dishes? Turn, fucking turn, break all your dishes, you fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> shut your cock washer and use your fucking dick grabbers to give us some fucking money. Oh, the year was 1939 and Hitler was doing well, so Bill Watts came into <laughs> I would believe that. I would believe Hitler was, uh, or Bill Watts was, uh, let's invade Poland, baby. <laughs> Two racist people in the States are like, we can only show how much we lack what Hitler's doing through our bodies. <laughs> Boo-boo. Yeah, Bill Watts' parents was like, mm, I like what this Hitler boy is doing. He's going to probably need soldiers. Let's have sex. Here's why I really like is Bill Watts, uh, growing up, played football at University of Lo- Oklahoma. And my favorite thing is that Bill Watts claims that he would have been in the NFL if at that time they didn't like they they were too concerned with people that were uh that needed to be very fast and they didn't care that he was he so after an injury accidentally he gained 115 pounds of muscle and everyone was so mad at him because he was so strong and that's why i love everything in that everything in that story is just setting the fucking tone for bill watts's story i got hurt but don't it's worry it's great i'm fucking I'm fucking amazing. So I fucking nailed yeah. it. And I just fucking got yeah. better. He said, yeah, I got into weight training, which was banned by football coaches at the time. And he went up to 350 pounds from 200, claiming he legit gained 115 pounds of muscle. And he was on the OU football team with famous coach Bud Wilkinson. And then he did sign with the Houston Oilers. But his tenure was short-lived as he was knocked. He knocked out the head coach because for sure. He knocked out the head coach. Also, I looked it up that year. The Houston Oilers uh, won the NFL championship. Bill, you were cut because you're bad. Does anyone else feel like, and maybe this is just me, that Bill Watts also said to someone like, oh, I have a pony. And they were like, oh, can I see the pony? He's like, oh, the pony's dead. (laughs) Bill Watts' entire childhood allowed me to sum it up. I have a girlfriend. Oh, cool. Where she is. Where is she? Uh, She lives in Texas. Oh, that's crazy. Where in Texas? I have family in Texas. Oh, where in Texas? She lives in uh, Houston. Holy shit. My cousin lives in Houston. What area? <laughs> he's he's Napoleon Dynamite and the uncle. <laughs> he's just claiming he has... I have nine girlfriends. It's just you'll never meet them because they were all at camp. Also, you won't remember any of their names because they're all like crazy. They're all named bananas. <laughs> like, just fucking flat make shit up. He always made fun of wrestling because it was fucking a made up play fighting bullshit until he hung out with Wahoo McDaniel, saw one of his checks, and then he was like, a daddy likes. And I think that kind of colors the entire way this man viewed wrestling in that he always views it as like a little shameful thing. So he always needs to prove that he's a tough guy and he belongs. Uh, and as we read in the first part, uh, that ruined his brain. Yeah, no, it's what's amazing about Bill Watts is in his early career, his lies were absolutely fucking insane, but still he's trying to like keep them within logic. And as we learned from that letter in the last segment, by the end of his life, keep in mind he's still alive, he's basically blaming racism on slaves. Your fault. Yeah, it's crazy because he's, it's crazy that he's still alive. I don't know how, I don't know how you stay that alive being that fat, but he's done it. So he first works for Jim Barnett, 
when he <laughs> he also just talks about how he's gay and that's fine, but he's gay and that's weird. Do you you know what I mean? You know when someone has to mention that someone's gay so that they're feeling out if you're also homophobic, <laughs> and then when you look at them, they're like, which is good and fine. I want there to be a definitive book or movie about Jim Barnett because this guy is, he's literally, he's the architect of modern wrestling business both through the territories and into the WWF. He apparently fucked Rock Hudson a lot and also apparently had sex with an entire football team or tried to. I I feel I feel like that's kind of like, yeah, Jim Barnett, I know him. He put peanut butter on his dick and got his dog to lick it off. <laughs> like That feels like one of those. Like the Richard Gere gerbil thing where it's like everyone knows <laughs> it, but there's no way that it's true. Even though I fucking hope to God it's true. What's the Richard Gere gerbil thing for those of you that don't know? Because I feel like this came along when uh, in 1998 when yeah, we this were was before, 13. This was, no, no, no. This was around in the 80s because I weirdly... I was watching Howard Stern, and they Howard John, Stuttering John in like 1991 asked Richard Gere, um, "Have you ever put a gerbil up your asshole?" But basically, I love Howard Stern. What it is is that um, this is the craziest thing. There was a rumor going around that if you were gay in New York, you put gerbils in your asshole because it felt good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a there was a rumor for like. <laughs> <laughs> people thought in small towns they thought if you were gay you're like oh you don't just live a normal life what you do is you're like oh i guess i'm a gay man and then you find some small animal and you stick it up your butt and then it dies there and then you have to go to the hospital and be like pardon me i just discovered i'm gay i have 19 mice stuck in my butt can you help them out and the hospital's like oh right this way sure we have a specific ward for this now it happens so often that said um <laughs> i knew someone who was the head doctor of an emergency room in Canada and I asked her what was the craziest thing that someone came in with like up their butt and without hesitation she was like 16 carats lengthwise <laughs> still not a gerbil though I and mean, I was like how the fuck did that happen and she was and she was like I asked and he, she was like he said I got three up there and I thought maybe I can fit more <laughs> that's good stuff I gotta tell you that that man is is as pure as the driven snow, which Bill Watts would like because snow is white. Go ahead, Dylan. So Bill Watts gets in this crazy uh, street fight when he's working for Leroy McGurk, so much so that he has to basically move to Canada um, for a while until the heat drops off. Working in Portland in a bit for a bit, but. He's working in Portland and he's working for Rod and Fenton in Canada saying he drew big money, but also that Rob ripped him off and he couldn't stand his payouts. I mean, maybe he drew some money. I don't know. But this is all stuff where this is where Bill Watts fucking excels because it's the early 60s. You can't really call him on his shit. Like, what are the odds that someone has a yearbook? Who's like, just can go over like, oh, here, the gate receipts from Vancouver in 1963. You know? I guarantee Bill Watts used his vast monies from when um, Mid-South Wrestling was popular to have all of his high school yearbooks destroyed. Because all of them referred to him as like, that prissy boy. Yeah. Bill Bill P. Pants Watts. (laughs) Bill Watts me fuck your sister. He uh works he works for Houston Wrestling for a minute once the heat dies down of course of course oh and by the way there was no street fight I don't believe there was ever a street fight I believe that he did what all wrestlers did which is you have to go to different territories yeah and then 
He, you want to know why he? <laughs> you want to know why he left Houston wrestling? Go ahead. Because Morris Siegel, who ran the territory, uh, wanted uh, wanted Bill to fuck his daughter, but then he was like, "Nah, she's fucking ugly as fuck." So he left. Yeah. Not because you just move on naturally because your time is done and you're a big one-note white guy wrestler. Yeah, you're a big shitty wrestler who's bad. Can you dick my daughter and my wife? Uh, nah, man, they're gross. Get out of here. Oh, man, can I dick you? Nah, man. I guarantee if you you run into Bill Watts at a party, he has a story of like, there was this time, right, where someone was going to give me $100 and I was like, nah. I don't have room in my wallet. I would <laughs> I would love an unchecked. Like, Bill Watts would know who we were, and we just talked to him for a while, like a legion. Don't let him know we're wrestling fans. And then C, A, when he brings up he was a wrestler, and B, what his life story is if unchecked by other people around him. All right, new challenge for the cum monkeys out there. I'm taking the money that I have thrown down as a challenge to Bill Watts, $1,000, to prove that he's Cherokee Indian. Uh, by the way, Bill, you're going to have to come and get the money from me. And when you do that, we're going to fight. We're going to physically fight. And I'm using weapons, and you better bring a gun. Because I'm going to fucking kill you, you fucking racist piece of shit. And when I'm pissing on your dead head, I'm going to scream, this is for the JYD, and then I'm going to smoke crack. Um, JYD likes to smoke crack. Uh, what I'm trying to say <laughs> is... Um, I'm going to take that $1,000. Any cum monkey in Oklahoma who can engage Bill Watts in a conversation, let's see how quickly he brings up that he's a wrestler, one. Two, that he's a millionaire. Three, Trump. Four, that he knows Jim Ross. Dylan, what do you think? How long into a conversation do you think he brings up those four things? I think Trump immediately, I don't think he would let you know he knows he's a wrestler. I really don't. I think he's still ashamed of it. I agree on both accounts. But here's the weird thing. I think he would tell you... He would tell you first that he played a bit with the Houston Oilers and that this happened. Vern Gagne, uh, he was working with the AWA a bit, and Vern Gagne called him to tell him that he got an offer to play for the Minnesota Vikings um, and that the Vikings didn't pay as well. This did happen actually during that time was that people would issue being a football player for being a wrestler based on money. With Bill Watts, I don't think so. Like, I don't know if that many people are looking, watching TV. I know it's the 60s, but I do doubt that it'd be like, hey, like, you know, the Dallas Cowboys GM is flipping channels. He's like, get me Braun Strowman. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like I, I doubt this is happening. Yeah, I doubt Jerry Jones is sitting there with on Facebook being like, get me this Finn Balor. That's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a fellow that can run. We're going to figure out how to put the, the coup de grace on the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do believe that the, yeah. Get Finn Balor. Dress him up as the demon. I want him to be able to kick field goals from outside the stadium. <laughs> when he's the demon, he has super feet. Jerry, you've, you, have, uh, you have dementia. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just going with it. Yeah. Oh, hello, everyone. I'm, uh... <laughs> It'll be so funny. Jerry Jones has dementia, and he just keeps trying to hire Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Hulk would come, too. Hulk would be like... Don't you see? It's perfect. Every time... Uh, he'll be our quarterback. Every time he gets a defensive sack, he'll jump off the field, throw the ball further. <laughs> so, our losses are powering his, um, his ability. It'll be amazing. <laughs> 
So yeah, Bill doesn't take it. Uh, Bill doesn't take the Vikings tryout because he's making too much money, is what he says. After that, he turns to work for Larry McGurk. Uh, before the police found him, as he had an emergency, he simply didn't have access to a phone at the time, nor did his promotion have one. That's what he's claiming. The call is from Vince McMahon Sr. and Toots Monnet, and he came to work for the WWWWWF. And this is actually well documented. Him and Bruno San Martino, very good friends. And uh, he worked as a main heel against Bruno and sold well in Madison Square Garden. Bill would say, we sold out Madison Square Garden. I would say, Bruno San Martino sold out Madison Square Garden every goddamn motherfucking Saturday. So you're just another one. If I'm the guitarist for Justin Bieber, I didn't also sell out Madison Square Garden. I'm the guitarist. Yeah, it's all fucked. How many... Do you think the guys in, like, I don't know, the Av- like Avril Lavigne's band or something are like, yeah, that's my hit song, Complicated. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Yeah, that's my song. I was the guitarist, yeah. so it's mine. It's like how the drummer in Coldplay thinks he also fucked Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, I fucked her. <laughs> I would like to say that. That that's why? Because you're the drummer in Coldplay. Yeah, I wish I was the drummer in Coldplay. Coldplay with my big old weenie. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm laughing right now. <laughs> he said. So they claims they set an attendance record at Madison Square Garden. Uh, him and Bruno were very very good friends. That was well documented. He of course. Returns to work for the AWA. So basically, Bill Watts' uh, wrestling career is as follows: uh, He was a pretty good territory big man, and if you watch him like wrestle, politics aside, the guy moved well. Like as far as pro wrestlers go, he moved very well, and uh, he was a capable wrestler. He's kind of like um, who would you want to say? He was a good big man wrestler, maybe like Umaga. Yeah, I would say yeah. He's very much like Umaga. He's He's actually, he was good. He's like Braun Strowman is another good example. It's one of those things where he is dynamic in the ring. He's an interesting wrestler. The problem is, is that body has a mind, which within that mind has the personality of Bill Watts. And so you're watching it being like, you know, he's whispering in the referee's ear, like, "I could do your job too." <laughs> he did ref some matches for a bit. Of course, and the other thing did. is, like, was he the best referee? Oh, I remember when I. Oh, you know, before I was a referee, they only counted two, and then I was like, "No, count three. That's better." He's a he's a very lucky man, because a guy like him in the current wrestling atmosphere would just have been out of wrestling very quickly, because now it's much more about like all the entertainment is. You're not allowed to be crazy anymore because there's so many people that want to do it. When in the '60s you were just allowed to be insane because the idea of like, I'm going to play fight in all these clothes I made for myself. And that's my job. That is insane. <laughs> so you're allowed to be fucking insane. Whereas now it's been normalized to a point that like, if you're a wrestler or whatever, you better get your big break soon before everyone realizes you're a fucking dick. Yeah. Whereas Bill Watts benefited from that. You can go territory to territory because if it was the if it was 1992, he's he's fucking WWF thinks he's an asshole. WCW thinks he's an asshole. He's on the indies for a while, and Let then me he throw just fucking. This, out there. this might be a bit of a controversial take. Bill Watts is a basic the mo- the biggest modern day equivalent is CM Punk to Bill Watts, in that Bill Watts was a dick, and that was embraced by the fans. And now at a certain point, people are like, "Oh no, he's an actual dick," and they're kind of turning his back. Not a lot of title wins. This is clearly, because it's again, it's one of those things where look at this guy's personality. Clearly he can draw, clearly he can work, 
But uh, like right from the get go, no promoter is trusting their business to this fucking guy. Yeah, well, he's he got lucky again. Like most, like most people, his big break is kind of like in his. How would you say this? His big break is where everyone else would kind of fail and get angry is because he gets the book because Leroy McGurk is a blind crazy man. He's a blind crazy man and Bill Watts says he's racist so you can only imagine how racist he is. Keep in mind Leroy McGurk blind... The Klan calling the Nazis racist. Yeah. (laughs) Leroy McGurk blind man who used to try and drive himself. Never forget. (laughs) Yeah. But he makes a fucking crazy deal which is no one's coming to the building so... Uh, Bill Watts makes the sweetheart deal, which is he takes Bill Watts on as a partner, and then Watts gets nineteen percent. Uh, with Vern Gagne, Fritz von Erich, and Danny Hodge also getting stakes. So basically, what he does is Bill Watts, you'll book the territory, and we'll use Vern, Fritz, and Danny Hodge, who are all people who Danny Hodge extremely well respected. Fritz von Erich and Vern Gagne, uh, very very successful promoters at this time. So we'll use them as them as the backers, and you'll book it. And it's basically like honestly a stroke of genius because Bill Watts, for all the things you want to say about him, he did have the pulse of the wrestling fan for about ten years there. I'm gonna have to agree with Dylan, even though it just made my dick a little bit smaller. Yeah, now my dick's only twelve inches around. Much like everyone, we talk about. He is yet another Roman Polanski of wrestling. (laughs) Personal politics, just abominable. But, like, he, for 10 years, did a great job. Everyone will tell you that. Wade Keller, the guy who leaked how racist he was will tell you that. Uh, Meltzer will tell you that. Everyone will say, this man did a great job booking wrestling. It's a great fucking point. As usual, Dylan Gott makes one good point per episode and then makes us uncomfortable. No, millions. Millions. No, I don't know if that's true, baby. He's, so, he, uh, of course, Bill Watts claims that he invented money. Uh, he invented money by bringing in Gary Hart, the spoiler, Waldo Von Erich. Uh, but at the same time, Bill was finding it difficult to deal with uh, the negativity and alcohol issues of uh, Leroy McGurk, which is crazy. If, like... Because this spa- very much is a territory where it's like, hey, Vern Gagne, Fritz von Erich, and Danny Hodge are giving us money just so they don't have to hang out with us. Yeah, it's also one of those things where, how do I say this about Bill Watts? The lore of his booking style and his territory style has also cast this beautiful long shadow of this guy who really wanted to protect and amaze the wrestling business. But like every a lot of things in wrestling, if you think about the detail of it, it actually doesn't make any sense. Like... Oh, if you lose a bar fight, you're fired. So you're by yourself. 11 people beat you up and you're fired because you weren't able to beat 11 people in a bar. Like that sort of shit. Um, the fact that he basically he cr- tried to create these really hot angles so that there would be riots so that he would get free publicity in the newspaper about riots are these really cool stories. But like he basically created such an unhealthy work environment all the time. Like Jim Cornette said he couldn't leave his house for the time that he was in mid South wrestling. And it's just this, he's this very interesting guy in that the, when we decided we were going to do a bill Watts episode in my head, I was like, actually he's a misunderstood the, he's the fucking progenitor of modern wrestling. He gave Jim Ross his spot, all of the, like Jim Cornette, he started so many people that shaped modern wrestling. And then you actually do any sort of research and you're like, this guy's fucking 
terrible. He's a terrible human being. He's a terrible human being, but he's also like all those fond feelings you get when you watch Sting versus Vader. That was Bill Watts. Holy shit. Bill Watts was Bill Watts was the guy who was like Vader is our dude. Everyone's like, "Oh, Vader was so sick." Yeah, it's like Bill Watts. That was Anoki and Bill Watts. Those were the two people. Mm. Yeah, like Vader was like a lower card big man, and then Bill Watts came in and was like, "No jumping off the top rope. That guy's are that guy's the champion. Um, strong heel. Like, don't Hogan him. Like, we're gonna actually have real heels who have teeth. Like, that was Bill Watts. <laughs> but but I mean, that doesn't excuse anyone could have done that. Anyone could have seen that Vader was gonna be good. How did Bill Watts feel about the times that? How did? How do you think ba- uh, Bill Watts felt about Vader's weird mask? No, he got rid of it. No, no. He immediately got rid of the shooting the uh, shooting the stuff out. No, he was B- Vader was wearing that well after Bill Watts had left. What the the entrance mask? Yeah, the, the shot the smoke. Yeah, I think Bill Watts probably was like, yeah, whatever. I don't know. He's a cowboy. I'm a cowboy. <laughs> I just ate a bunch of cheese. Oh, my butt hurts. Nice. <laughs> Go Good, on. got him. His butt hurts. <laughs> really, I'm really firing on all cylinders here. So, this is uh, he, among the things Bill Watts uh, takes credit for. He takes credit for Thunderbolt Patterson, oh. and and his words, uh, Thunderbolt Patterson taught him how to capitalize on working with the black athlete, <laughs> which sounds like sounds sounds gross. Can we unpack that? Can we unpack everything that's wrong with that? I had to be shown how to work with a black man by a black man. By the way, for those who don't know, Thunderbolt no. Patterson um, was sort of the – he was the Hulk Hogan of Southern wrestling in the 60s and 70s. Um, wrestling, by the way, was one of the first sports or sports presentations to be unsegregated because of Thunderbolt Patterson. He was such a big draw in Memphis, that, but he refused to wrestle if there was a segregated audience, so they unsegregated the audience, um, uh, which led to riots. Of course. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. Bill Watts also creates uh, created Dusty Rose. Did you know that? <laughs> I, again, well, in a way, he did. He was probably just like, I know what I'll do. Go get a white guy to act black. Perfect. No, he was like, uh, you go go hey f- get fatter and dance dance like you're a homo. <laughs> and then Dusty Rhodes was already doing that, and he's like, I told you to do that thing you were already doing. So that's me. I fuck me. You're such a piece of shit. It's really good stuff. It is great stuff. Oh. He's working with Eddie Graham. Uh, he he hires Jim Ross for the first time while he was there. Like, this guy had a <laughs> he had a fucking eye for talent. You know what? He, he maybe he's exactly... No, I don't want to give him that much praise. But wrestling, oddly, is better at self-regulating than Hollywood, I think. Which is an insane thing I just said. Because he might be wrestling's Mel, wrestling's Mel Gibson. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> you remember that episode? Explain, of, remember that episode? Of, you remember that episode of South Park uh, where Mel Gibson's nuts, and then they have this movie, and then he just writes an okay storyline for the movie. That's what I feel like Bill Watts is. Yeah, I can see that, and it also it's just a rough allegory for Jesus. Yeah, yeah, super religious racist guy who's like, oh, actually, that's pretty good. I'm not saying M- Mel Gibson, the actor. I'm saying Mel Gibson, the filmmaker. That's who Bill Watts is. Where it's like, oh, that was pretty good. Like, you watch Apocalypto, you're like, that's pretty good. That was good. But, I mean, a lot of people can do good shit. They also don't, like, <laughs> believes, believe that the Jews run the world while also being inferior. How do they run the world if they're also inferior, guys? Like, Look, I'm really, good on, I'm really good on 
hey guys, I'm really good on this show, and I'm the host of this show that doesn't believe that the Holocaust was faked. Dylan does. Oh, I mean, max four people died. Let's be honest. No. Maximum, it was a car ride. <laughs> that's maximum. That's the that's the most you're willing to give? Minimum, it was one guy spraining his ankle playing pickup basketball. He sprained his ankle and everyone was like, seven million. And I'm like, no, man. <laughs> we got to rethink this shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I watched one YouTube video. <laughs> I know everything now. I watched one YouTube video where it's just a guy on a webcam eating Cheetos and yelling. So this is what it is. This is when we get to Bill Watts. This is when Bill Watts makes himself, baby. He's uh, So he takes over uh, Mid-South, and literally someone had to do this. He invented episodic style of TV wrestling, which means it is 1980, and wrestling just thought of the fact, hey, maybe we should have storylines play into the next week and not just have Andre the Giant win a battle royal, and then you don't see him for three months, and then we're like, buy a ticket to see Andre the fucking Giant. <laughs> yeah, it's real good stuff. God bless wrestling for for some reason somewhat being innovative and then not understanding what innovations are ever yeah he, he comes up with episodic wrestling <laughs> i mean he didn't come up with it but uh this is when of course he has the junkyard dog this is when he has dr death steve williams can you talk about how uh, over the junkyard dog was in mid-south for a minute john uh yes the junkyard dog was the hulk hogan on fucking steroids of Mid-South Professional Wrestling. For example, he was in an angle. The Freebirds were formed by Bill Watts because Michael Hayes, and I'm quoting Bill Watts, was such a shitty wrestler that he needed two other people to wrestle for him, and he would just stand on the apron, and then no one would notice he's not getting in the ring. Um, and they basically did a feud between the, the Freebirds and Junkyard Dog. They blinded Junkyard Dog, and in the Superdome, which they sold out, by the way, the re- building that they used for WrestleMania 30 and WrestleMania 34, completely sold out without that giant um, big entrance ramp, completely sold out, uh, a fan jumps in the ring with a 357 Magnum and points it at the Freebirds and says, don't worry, dog, I'll get these boys for you, cocks it, and is about to shoot three people dead. That's how fucking big the Junkyard Dog was. Bear in mind, <laughs> the Junkyard Dog leaving uh, Mid-South is essentially the beginning of the end. He was the anchor, he was the thing that was bringing in all of their audience, and he got fat and stopped giving a fuck. We're going to take another break, and then we're going to talk all about the booking era of Bill Watts and... This is the only area where some of the stuff he says is act can be proven true. Oh, this is this is this is Bill Watts. This is like he lives off of this for the rest of his life. This is like yeah, but Bill Watts territory. He does like four things that are very good, and then the rest is just like back to making up the fact I beat Muhammad Ali in that ring. I did it. The cameras weren't on, and there were people there that'll lie to you and tell you it didn't happen. That's and then he, he just keeps on being that guy. So more of this after we're gonna take a fucking second break. Holy fuck, my dick's hard. If you take anything away from this episode, know that Bill Watts believes that there's two Donald Trumps and one of them's gay. Hmm. <laughs> Dylan Gott uses the N word. We need money for lawyers. Donate to Patreon. Minimum donation five dollars. Maximum donation suck job. Uh, uh, uh. All right. So Bill Watts is booking this territory. Leroy McGurk is a blind man who drives a car. Um, Bill Watts comes into his territory and is like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here, Leroy, you fucking piece of shit. And Leroy was like, I don't like your fucking attitude. And he went, I don't give a fuck and booted him out. And essentially he then went on to some pretty unprecedented success, um, as a pro wrestling booker. He was able to get 
Um, a variety of talent packaged together in a really presentable, amazing way. He also had some really fucking innovative ways of presenting bad talent. Bobby Eaton is a personality, has no personality and looks like a seashell, but is a great worker. Dennis Condry has a fucking scumbag trucker look. So put them together and be like, these two like to fuck and they're not looking for consent and they're going to be managed by a weasel fuck wearing a captain's hat whose mom pays for everything, the Midnight Express, and they're going to go against two guys that don't ask for ID and they'd prefer if you had pigtails. Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> the Memphis Express, as they're called. Are you 14? That means that I don't like that too old. This, da, is, the da, rock and roll, da, da, this is the Rock and Roll Express's theme song. Mm-mm, we don't need condoms because you can't. Have kids yet because you're too young. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Daddy. Daddy, daddy, daddy. This is Ole Anderson's theme when he was in Mid-South. No talking. No fucking. Just staring. This is my favorite thing because they did this. They finally addressed it. This is my favorite thing about uh, something to wrestle with. Did a 1993 survivor series which don't listen to the episode just listen to the part where he talks about jerry lawler's uh case of stat rape uh where he was 43 and the girl was 13 and usually bruce richard will say he fucking didn't do that i was with him or something but this time he says i didn't even ask jerry lawler roman polanski that's a good idea could you get away from my niece Good old Roman. (laughs) (laughs) So this is also the time where I believe we missed this on the first run through, which I'm very happy about. This is the time where everyone found out that Jake the Snake Roberts was leaving. And it was to the point where it was printed in a paper that he was leaving and he was going to lose because that's what happens when a wrestler moves from one territory to the other. So Bill Watts was like, fuck that newspaper boy and just made uh, Jake Roberts win this match on the way out. Completely. Also, keep in mind, so um, Bill Watts, noted piece of shit. Speaking of Roman Polanski, his his basically his road agent and enforcer was Grizzly Smith. Was Jake the Snake Roberts? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. And Grizzly Roberts is a horrible human being. Like, yeah, Bill Grizzly Smith, sociopath and lies. Grizzly Smith, like Jake's mom was thirteen, and Grizzly was dating the girl's grandma and then fucked her and then she had a baby yeah baby grizzly smith somehow worse than jerry the king lawler boom 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 but i mean other than associating with a double rapist that stat and regular grizzly (laughs) smith uh (laughs) bill watts also sex criminal did you know that he tried to see he basically tried to seek funding in the late 70s to go national before vince jr did which is good because bill watts never bill watts is never like they all stole my shit because he was like no i tried and i failed it's just that Vince McMahon Jr. showed up in a suit and said, hello, how are you? And did some nice things. This is my beautiful wife, Linda. Whereas Bill Watts showed up alone, naked except for mustard on his cock, and was like, give me money. I want to make, I want to further the white race. (laughs) They were like, we'll give it to the suit man. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And it's also one of those things where um, Bill Watts also talks about after Black, uh, 
uh, Black Saturday where Vince McMahon bought time on TBS, all that sort of stuff, that he would have been able to go national if Turner had given him the broadcasting rights, which was the original plan. Uh, but then Ted Turner ran into Jim Crockett at a golf course or a yacht club, and they made a deal instead. What it was was Bill Watts was old school. Bill Watts was used to the old territory days where a TV station was paying you for television as opposed to you paying them. What no one yeah. understands is the way Vince McMahon got all that TV time is he went to the station and was like, you're paying them $500 for them to make a TV show? How about I'll pay you $200 and you put my show on? And these are all local stations and they were just like, well, yes, we'll do that because we can use $200. And this yeah. way we don't have to keep – like you're being presented with a man from New York who's wearing a jacket or you're talking with Bill Watts and Grizzly Smith, two guys that for sure – don't drink and yet somehow still smell like alcohol and they're just where's our money give it to us in singles that way the tax man can't track it <laughs> he also his right man hand man for booking was uh ernie ladd who basically came up with the idea that black people have money too and then ernie ladd was like why don't we uh why don't we advertise uh specifically to uh the black audience and bill watts said sure Leroy mcgurk came to a show that was sold out and said there's too many of them in the ring and there's too many of them in the audience and that's when the split started between them because green is green baby <laughs> even a piece of shit like bill watts knows that yeah black versus white oh that's a thing but green that's the color i love Yum, yum, yum. And then a lot of the shoot interviews and stuff we have basically is Bill Watts just reiterating, I am not racist, <laughs> even though he's done racist things. Yeah, by the way, he said, I'm not racist by like... He could just apologize, and he doesn't. There's something there, man. Like, it, when you said off the hop, he's a complete sociopath, 180%. Because he could just just apologize, and everyone would be like, well, you did push the Junkyard Dog, you did push Thunderbolt Patterson, you, in the South, pushed black baby faces and then that would kind of speak for itself and you could just think this guy made a mistake but instead he just doubles down and goes i am not that let me prove it to you <coughs> roots was bullshit what yeah <laughs> i think if you give him the chance larry bird could have jumped higher than michael jordan what <laughs> yeah. yeah like let me he could let just me fucking apologize. Like I, Bill Watts' strategy of proving that he's not racist is getting a tattoo of Steve Nash in a clown outfit. He plays basketball. <laughs> That's your sport. <laughs> like, fucking Christ. But he did, as you mentioned, come up with the Freebirds. He came up with the Rock and Roll Express. Um, oh, fuck. There was another one he did. What else did he do? Freebirds, Rock and Roll Express. Um... Help me out here. Uh, he broke in Dr. Death. Freebirds, Rock and Roll Expense, JYD, Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, he also, certain things like you going to the, like weird little things, episodic television, going to the commentators at the top of the program, that was him. Yes. Oh, what else? Weekly recap at the top of the show. Weekly recap at the top of the show. Jim Ross, of course, broken Jim Ross. Also Danny Hodge. Jim Duggan. Jim Duggan, Wahoo McDaniel. That's when... And this is when they brought in Jim Duggan, bringing him into the WWF, thinking this guy is going to be the next superstar because he was such a fucking badass in Mid-South. And then they, for some reason... Oh, the Midnight Express. That's what he did. Yeah, we already covered the Midnight, the Midnight Express. Express. 
Oh, sorry about that. And then, um, of course, uh, he works. This is the best thing about wrestling is that Bill Watts works with people who are worse people than him somehow. Because he also worked with Bill Dundee. He looked, oh, He said yeah. he took Bill Dundee in a trade. And, uh, <laughs> and Bill Dundee's first idea was that he beats Andre the Giant. <laughs> How about I beat him? <laughs> and by the way, in that trade, by the way, Jerry Jarrett and Jerry Lawler asked... Bill Watts, where are the blowjobs? Because I, f- I fucking hate these creeps. No one here's getting mm-hmm. their dick sucked. This is, this is bad. That's that's yeah. That was the quote. That was the quote. Was basically they were like, he was like, oh, I'm not drawing as well. And yeah, Jerry Jarrett said, where are the blowjobs? Which he could have just said, why don't you get some younger dudes? Yeah. Why don't no, you get no, some no, people no. that the audience can kind of relate to instead of, how come none of these fourteen year olds want to suck off Duggan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why isn't Jim Duggan yelling "Shuck me Earth" uh, when he comes backstage, mate? Huh? Huh? <laughs> he takes over the he forms rather uh, the UWF. This is a, obviously an attempt to compete with Vince McMahon because he can't no, just no, be no, mid south no, no, anymore. No, 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 no. That's not the only reason. The other reason why was Jim Crockett now has consolidated the NWA, so essentially he's in control of the title through Ric Flair. Bill Watts wanted one of his guys to get a title run because his business is starting to flounder first. So as we're entering into the mid-80s, there's a huge energy crisis. All of his territories are all based in oil. All the oil money starts dropping. So Bill Watts wants to hotshot the territory, make some more money, get the belt brought back in. They refuse to do that. Now, this is the NWA that's already... Everyone blames the NWA on falling apart based on Vince McMahon. It was already falling apart. Von Erich had already left because they refused to put the belt back on Kerry. Then Watts left because they refused to give him a title run with any one of his champions. So he create, he changes the name of his company to the UWF, Universal Wrestling Federation, because that's bigger than national and bigger than the world. It's makes the sense. universe. It makes sense. It does. It actually does. From a business sense, it makes sense, and it's also one of those things where what are you going to do? You essentially were able to make millions of dollars two years ago, and two or three fact- factors out of your control have changed, and now you're not going to make that money. you got a fucking desperate times call for some <laughs> desperate measures. Exactly. I mean, it, ma- it makes total sense. And this is like, once again, Bill Watts, Eye for Talent. He finds Sting. He finds the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, Rick Steiner was a UWF guy. Rick Rude was a UWF guy. Steve you, Williams Rick was Rude. a UWF guy. Steve Williams. Uh, Lex Luger. Like, this is a lot of what you think of as the WCW early 90s against going against the NWO, all the WCW born and bred guys. Those were all UWF guys. Absolutely. They just didn't keep the Ultimate Warrior because he was insane. And then Vince did. And Vince saw him and he was like, you're my daddy and my mommy. (laughs) Then he pushed him. Teach me how... Teach me how to drive and then let me suck your tits, Jim. Here's, by the way, a big rumor that I love wrestling is that... um uh, Vince McMahon had a has a photo of the Ultimate Warrior on, on a bearskin rug. I have, <laughs> that's amazing. There is that one. There's like a Deadspin article or something they did with Vince McMahon where it's just Vince at a desk and he just has the hugest fucking T Rex skull behind him and it's so good. <laughs> Put a T Rex skull in my uh, office. I'm ridiculous. I love wrestling. How do we make sure that people know I'm a badass? Get a T Rex skull. Why? That would. Be no. <laughs> I mean, I would totally do that. The other thing, so UWF is floundering, uh, and 
basically sells to Jim Crockett, helping speed up the process of Jim Crockett having no money because Jim Crockett buys out the UWF when it's like months away from closing anyway in the greatest, like Bill Watts, this is where being a lying, bullshitting piece of shit comes in very handy is they must have been like, his constituents must have been like, hey, Bill, like we got to, we're not doing well here. Maybe we should think of selling. And he's like, okay, uh, I'll call Crockett. And they're like, well, what are we going to do? Just make talent, like deal for the talent? He's like, no, I'll sell them the whole thing. And they're like, the whole thing's not worth anything. He's like, watch and learn. Did I tell you that I won the heavyweight title from Muhammad Ali? You didn't, Bill. But I believe it, don't I? It's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> and then he just was like, we're worth a billion dollars. And Crockett was like, I'll give you four. <laughs> and they were like, fine. I can't believe they fucking sold this. This would be like if I bought ECW in 2002. <laughs> <laughs> I purchased New Jack's contract. What? Yeah. yeah. He was never under contract. Oopsie doopsie. Yeah. I'm now New Jack. Get this. I just bought the rights to being New Jack. <laughs> oh, wait. New Jack wants to be New Jack still. Looks like I just paid him some money and I get to not die. Ho, ho. Oh, yeah, it's, it's weird. I'm now New Jack and I paid $1,000 and he just full on stabbed me in the foot. <laughs> so basically... They sell to uh, JCP and JCP, the NWA, completely squash the UWF uh, in the feud between the two because that's what happens when you buy another company. You fucking beat the shit out of them to show that your company is better. Yeah. And... And he's he's living off money that he's accrued from, obviously, the sale of the UWF and has a couple years off and that's when the wcw in 1992 the greatest company of all time at that point comes a knocking baby oh so ted turner's attorney gets in touch with watts so turner's attorney comes in and uh basically offers uh, watts the job and he accepts it because he's a carny and he only knows how to do carny things so he accepts the job and immediately gets to doing what this is a good example of like what if Paul Heyman ran wrestling now exactly like he ran wrestling in 1999? He like Bill Watts is 15 years behind the times, and we've all heard this. If you're listening to this podcast, there's like a zero percent chance you don't know this already. But he bans going off the top rope. He removes pads from the outside of the ring. Um, and John, and he also my personal favorite is you're not allowed to leave until the main event is over. That's my favorite rule. Yeah. he changes. I don't know why. I just love he's like this no. is none of the t yeah none of the talent can go home. You have to watch fucking you know Brad Armstrong hit that goddamn leg sweep, baby. Everybody's got to everyone's got to stick around and watch Vader be tired. <laughs> Vader was the fucking truth. He did push Vader. Like there's some good shit he did. He brought in. He brought in Two Cold Scorpio. Like these are, he, yeah. he was. He wanted to push Two Cold Scorpio. He told Mick Phil. He told Mick Foley if he keeps wrestling like that, he'll be paralyzed. Which is like, yeah, he's not wrong. Like, not wrong. Like he's one of those guys where it's like, you know, if people say to me like, "Oh, John, you probably should get your dick size reduced because you're gonna have huge back problems in a couple of years." And I'm like, <laughs> worth the risk, bro. It's fucking crazy. And then he's like, uh, he basically he's. A bunch of wrestlers just say he was a bully, and his retort is, I was 55. Who could I intimidate? You're their boss. 
<laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're their fucking boss, man. Of course you can goddamn intimidate these people. They oh need God, you. Oh, he brought, he's sorry, he's also brought in to cut a lot of salary, which the very famous thing you can hear about the Brian Pillman episode, but he goes, hey, you're either going to lose all the time or take a pay cut. And he says, I'll lose all the time. This is fake. Yeah. <laughs> and then Watts is like, yeah, fucking meh. This is the, that's the best part is that he does so he's also he also really pisses off a bunch of people because there's something we didn't cover in last week's episode that we'll cover now is as you heard at the beginning five or six months into Bill Watts's tenure as being the head of the company he's booted out for being a racist now because I love Vince McMahon he Vince McMahon being very smart would never hire Bill Watts after this because um, of the public relations nightmare that it causes. Right, Dylan? Oh, Vince, of course, hired him. Because Jim Ross was there, baby. As Vince is preparing to put a brain trust in place if he ends up going to jail because of the steroid trial thing, which, by the way, now that I think about it, Vince definitely sold steroids if he was like, I could be guilty. I better get some people in place. Um, He puts... Um, he brings Bill Watts in very briefly. Bill Watts is so hated because basically at this point, a lot of the people that Bill Watts really fucked with in his WCW, such as Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, are now in positions of power in the WWF. And they basically fuck Bill Watts in the face. Um, um, Diesel, Kevin Nash, goes out and pins Yokozuna in five seconds as a direct fuck you to Bill Watts who said... You, I want that match to go yeah. 25 minutes. And you're like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, this is a, a, pre, a, a story was basically Vin, Kevin Nash is in WCW around 1993 and fucked up something in the ring and Bill Watts just fucking sucker punched him in the side of the head. And then Nash just walked away and just said, like, is that all you got, Bill? And then uh, walked away and basically had a concussion. Because he can't just fucking punch people in the side of the fucking head, you stupid fuck. Yeah, Bill Watts, you dumb he, fuck. Yeah, um, and the also the thing we should touch on is him giving the title to Ron Simmons, which sounds like a great idea, but the thing was, it's it's a super, it was the early 90s, they did it too heavy-handed, of being like, he's black, get it, he's black. Also, no one really, like, Ron Simmons wasn't that over. It's more, it's not about having the champion, it's, a, like, be something, it's about pushing the people who everyone likes, which wrestling still struggles with. Oh, this guy's over, let's wait three years. <laughs> there was also no fucking structure or anything to it it was literally just ron simmons just won the belt one day which a bunch of years ago that's sort of how it worked in the territories because there was guys everyone was familiar with in this new sort of time this is not that's not what wrestling is you have to build a narrative up and 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 make people excited and if anyone should have known that it would have been bill watts who created episodic television for fucking wrestling but of course because it's wrestling he of course forgets what he did was good and just relies on being a fat sociopath piece of shit who sucks and I hate. Yeah. And then, of course, the reason he's fired from WCW, as we talked about off the top, was the somehow more racist thing that he said. Actually, I don't think the original comment was as racist as his reply, uh, his attempt to make grace with it, which was uh, that there's a man, Lester Maddox, who didn't want to sell uh, food to black people and he said and bill watts's quote about that to put it in a nutshell was if you want a business and you put money in then why should you be able to discriminate it's your business that's why i went into the business that's why i went into business so i could discriminate (laughs) hey i don't like i don't like a group of people i think i'll form 
a t-shirt company. <laughs> I became fuck successful for two reasons. The money and the ability to tell the blacks to get off my goddamn property. <laughs> so, John, what's your uh, what's the best thing about uh, Bill Watts? I'll say it for you. It's his racial beliefs. That's what John thinks. My favorite thing about Bill Watts is the way he uh, formed a bunch of classic tag teams. The Freebirds, the Midnight Express, and, of course, the Rock and Roll Express. It was his idea to put them together, and they really defined the 80s. That's mine. John would be the fact that he is a racist wrong, man, much wrong, like John Hastings. Wrong, wrong, My favorite thing about Bill Watts is his ability to deny his faults at any... The man literally bl- points out that he's not racist, but he doesn't like... I'll tell you why I'm not racist, because I don't like roots. That's the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I love that, and also, I that that's a very funny thing to say he just never... Bill Watts, with all honesty, if you were having a coffee with him at 11 in the morning in public, would tell you he was the quarterback of the last nine Super Bowl champions. Yeah. He would honestly look you in the eyes and believe that. Bill Watts has claimed openly that he's an Ace Ventura Peck detective. He's just such a good an actor. <laughs> Everyone thought that was Dan Marino. <laughs> and that's when I landed on the moon. Yeah. What are you having for lunch? I'm the rock. Tuna melt? Also, by the way, the other best Bill Watts gets two best things. The other best thing is Bill Watts's book, The Cowboy and the Cross, is basically about how he kept cheating on his wife because he's so attractive to women. But then he learned through Jesus he shouldn't do that. Firstly, I'm fucking straight. Secondly, <laughs> everyone wants to fuck me. Thirdly, only God can stop me from getting that cunt. <laughs> that'll be on his tombstone uh i think the worst thing about bill watts maybe just because we didn't talk about it i'll mention it uh i mean obviously it's his racism sidebar eric watts pushing your untalented bullshit son is such a quintessential wrestling thing like things are going real bad for my company how to make it worse i know i have a son that's essentially a coat rack with a bunch of damp coats on it Let's have him beat Sting. <laughs> I'm going to go one further. Here's the worst thing about Bill Watts. Uh, if he was not an egomaniac actually had, and a racist, actually had some good ideas. Had a good eye for talent, but his personal beliefs got in the fucking way. Yeah, but there was a lot of people with his same... There's a lot of people with his same talents that could have risen to wrestling. And if they... Like, his... The same... He had like five good ideas. He did them all. And then him being a piece of shit lost the day. You know what I mean? Like there's no reason that Mid-South couldn't have kept on not growing, but staying the same and just kind of accept that you're not that big. Like that's what no one did. No one accepted that they're not that big. Like territories still run to this day. Ring of Honor is still as a ring of honor is a territory. Yeah. And it's still running. It's a very successful territory. It's a very successful territory. By the brown they, shirts. They, it's, Ring of Honor is owned by some terrible people. But, like, it's it's a it's a territory that's still survived. CZW is still around. Like, these are territories that have just, like, okay, we are not going to be that big. And where Bill Watts failed was that he, he lost his guys and he couldn't replace them because he was bullheaded. He was like, why are they taking all my guys rather than just saying, okay, now I have to do this. Like people will still come, even if it's even if we have to move the arena down, we'll still find a profit margin because people still like wrestling in this area. <laughs> yeah, like you, you can build an allegiance, you know, you can build an allegiance because Vince is coming in and just painting in broad strokes. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, he was a he was a I mean, he was a, overall he was a piece of shit and how much of a sociopath n- fucking nut. 
was only revealed in 1992 when the world he was on the world stage and then people saw who he really was. He was a piece of shit. He he would have made himself the champion uh, if it was 10 years earlier, 100%, because they were on TV. He was like, well, we got to go with me. I'm the cowboy. My headlock will carry the day. It doesn't matter that Sting is 6'3 and can jump off the top rope, making everything look good. I do a sidestep that would have... Elvis himself jealous. Um, does anyone else? I would really love to see what he would think right now of like NXT. Like, imagine Bill Watts watching Rey Mysterio Jr. He would just start throwing up. Guaranteed, he was like, I don't care if this is successful. They're using Kevin Nash and Rey Mysterio. This is the worst wrestling in the world in 1996. Oh my god, he'd be losing his fucking mind. <laughs> that was our Bill Watts episode. Uh, thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, also this week, depending on uh, how much editing time I have, uh, we will be releasing the part one of our Chris Benoit trilogy on Patreon, because we haven't done Patreon stuff in a wiki while while, so we'll be doing part one of our Patreon series, which is now only on the worst people in wrestling. Yeah, we've, we've so this episode will be... What our hardcore fans want, and that's me and Dylan to be aggressively uncomfortable. So part one <laughs> of uh, the... Um, Chris Benoit uh, trilogy will be, of course, the ECW and WCW years where he meets the woman he'll eventually smother with a fucking pillow. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. I couldn't have put it sadder myself. Kevin Sullivan essentially introduced his wife to her boyfriend. Yep, and uh, and then the second episode will, of course, be the WWF, and the third episode will be about how Kevin Sullivan actually did it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Guys, Chavo Guerrero Jr. was in on it the whole time. <laughs> also, Thanks very much you, for listening. Dylan, 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 I have to say this. Uh, also, uh, I'm playing Soho Theater February 8th, February 9th in London. Tickets are on sale now. Um, the link is in my Twitter and on my website and all that fun shit. Please come to see the show. I want to sell these shows out. It's so many tickets. Please, even if you're not coming, just buy the tickets. I just need the fucking money. Come and yeah. suck my dick. So, and I'll be in. Uh, I'll be doing a tour around Canada uh, in the new year in January. So uh, the dates for that are first week of January. I'm in Ottawa, and then the second Friday, I believe that is the 11th. I'll be in Peterborough, and on January 12th, I will be in Guelph. More info on that will be on my website coming up. Thanks very much for listening, guys. If you guys liked us, uh, follow us on Twitter, at Wrestler Review, and you can follow me on Twitter as well, at Dylan Gott, D-Y-L-A-N-G-O-T-T, and John on Twitter, at the John Hastings. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. I think we're doing JBL, but I'm not totally sure. Bye-bye. Everyone, suck my penis. You're welcome, Carl. Only thing is, this is going to have a happy ending. We're going to get rid of some bums. You see, Ole Anderson's been doing his thing. Let me tell you, I never trusted Ole Anderson because I can remember all the rotten things he and his brothers done. Here's a man his own family can't even get along with. He has to stay up in the North Woods by himself on a completely isolated site selling toothpicks because nobody can stand this guy. I, I, I was wanting to tell wrestling to and all those guys that took him back and saying he had a change of heart. There's no change of heart. You ever heard a tiger change its stripes? No way. No way. Well, Ole Anderson didn't change either. And the double crosser, the whole thing, I believe, was a plot. The whole thing was going down the whole time to get rid of Dusty Rhodes. That's what he had in his mind all the time. And everybody knows how close I am.